Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello. Hi. 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 Hello. Hi. Welcome to Here's a Crazy Story, a podcast from The Overtake, where we tell crazy true stories. stories. Yeah. Uh, I'm Rick. I'm Abby. I'm not Robin. That's not Robin, <laughs> that's Ethan, who... First of many jokes. Yeah. From me tonight. <laughs> who, Fellas. L- long-term listeners, if we've got any of them, might remember from way, way back. back at the dawn of time. Yeah. How's yeah. it feel to be back? I'm ecstatic. <laughs> I can <laughs> literally barely contain myself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how I feel yeah. about it. Yeah. Feel really Ethan, real good. Ethan will be back next week, I assume. Uh, she's in Singapore. Ethan will. Did I say Ethan will be back? Yeah. Oh, I was sorry. Say, if this was, if you'd chosen this as the forum to announce that I'd do this again <laughs> next week, um, you'd probably made a quite a good strategic move because I, I would be yeah. less able to shout and swear yeah. at you. Yeah. So correction, Robin will be coming back next week. She's in Singapore doing something. Yeah, doing um, So there's no corrections this week because um, we we never have any corrections because no. oh, so Robin's, not, <laughs> and Robin's not here. Corrected. No. Or Rima. Arima. Because Rima was a guest last week. So, first thing we do is what's the overall gist of your story? Like, what's, what's the, the feel? Vibe? What's the vibes? Um, I'll tell you when I finish my notes. Okay. No, <laughs> okay. Uh, no it's like um, lighthearted. Lighthearted. Okay. That's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Mine's uh, also like lighthearted with like a movie style one again. Ah, okay. I do like those that ones. Was okay, give me your titles. If you haven't got one, you make one up in the spot. Don't worry, Robin never has one. Okay. Uh, the Christmas the Aliens Didn't Come. Oh, oh that is a good title. Is that not every Christmas, though? It's got nothing to some, do with aliens. Some might say. It's yeah. just some a might Christmas. Say, yeah. uh, mine's The Other Kubrick Conspiracy. Okay. Um, I think we should do Rick's first, because I want to okay. end on Aliens. aliens I absolutely like, think we should do yeah. Rick's first. Yes. I so also th- should just just um, admit to this now while while I can that uh, that I didn't think of that title that's that's the title of the article that I've got <laughs> okay, most of my yeah. notes from you should <laughs> just Excellent. credit it at the yeah, end we'll it'll I be will. fine yeah I, um, I, I really thought about not but I'm gonna so there's a nice alien theme going on um, so oh. you guys are aware of the conspiracy theory that Stanley you guys are Stanley Kubrick Stanley Kubrick I thought he was going for aliens like you guys are aware of the concept of aliens aliens, right (laughs) Um, so you know there's like the theory that he faked the moon landing 
at NASA's mm-hmm. request and put loads of clues in in uh, The Shining. Yes. Uh, well, it's not that. This is a different conspiracy theory related oh, to Stanley Kubrick. There. Yeah. Um, so I did make notes about who Stanley Kubrick was in case anybody didn't know. I mean, there are probably I can, listeners who yeah, don't. I, I know can do with a refresher. Um, he was born in 1928. The director of um, The Shining and uh, Full Metal Jacket. That sex one. That's you did notes one. for this yeah and this is as good as you well, I, I mean I, I could have told you that without notes yeah um, he was a boy genius apparently right yeah. but you know he would say that wouldn't he um, so here's what's important to know that um, he moved to the United Kingdom in the early 60s to make Doctor Strange Love um, and then made Britain his permanent residence because he just hated flying um, and he enjoyed filming in London so basically what you need to know is he lives in England from the 60s basically Um he still made films, but slowly built up a reputation for being a recluse, um, which was cemented when he moved to a place called uh, Chili- Chilwickbury? Chilwickbury Manor. Mm. Does anyone want to guess at how that's spelt? Uh, it's spelt like Chilwickbury. I no. think if... It, what? It's spelt... Oh, go on, you want to... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Do you want to guess? You don't get to guess. No, no. Carry on. Chili- Just- Chilikbury. Snatch that from my jaws, why don't yeah. you? <laughs> so it's pronounced Chilikbury, mm-hmm. but it's spelt C-H-I-L-D-W-I-C-K-B-U-R. So Childwickbury, but it's Ch- Chilikbury. Mm. Fucking English, man. Um, yeah, so anyway, he moves to Chilikbury Manor in 1978, and then he just lives there basically forever until he dies. Um, he goes to New York to do some film, but most of the time he stays there. Um, and like it's got like three electric gates and CCTV and everyone's like oh he's really reclusive and like mm. a weird kind of auteur style creator um, so yeah he just moves out of the public eye until the 90s when he makes a bold return to the public stage um, so it was all like cocaine in the 90s it, it was that's it was what it had to be yeah so a minor celebrity called Joe Longthorn um, oh, Joe Longthorn meets Kubrick uh, in Devon, um, Joe is working the like um, variety scene, okay, yeah. like at Butlins and stuff like that. He's like a classic singer crooner. Mm. Um, if you look at his background, like he's a successful singer. He's in like the Vegas Hall of Fame with Sinatra, oh. but he's just like this guy you've never heard of who just does impressionist singing. So anyway, he meets Kubrick in Dover. Shit. Yeah, no. sorry, Joe. He's dead now. I think. Oh, that's he meets can share dead people. Yeah, that's, that's what they're gonna do about it. Nothing. That's yeah, what. Exactly. Like a tree in a graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he meets Joe. Meets him, hanging out with Kubrick in Devon because he's scouting. Kubrick's scouting for a new location. And he just gets on with Joe and is like, "Oh, I'm thinking I want to cast you in this upcoming film." For some reason, I really thought you were gonna say castrate you. I want to castrate you. Yeah. <laughs> well, he kind of does because Joe ends up like paying on this for casting. Couch. Yeah, <laughs> the castrating couch. Yeah. It's a very different set it's of porn videos. Really niche website that. Um, Oof. He and so Joe ends up like paying for Kubrick's hotel and like giving him access to his limousine and like paying for his meals to like impress upon him like how much he'd love to be in a Kubrick film. Um, but Wait. Joe, Joe, oh, yeah, okay. long time. yeah, and basically, um, Kubrick will occasionally say like, "Oh, you know, don't worry, w- uh, Warner Brothers have got this." And Joe, be like, no, no, let me pay for it. As like to win over his affection. Mm. Um, he meets Julie Walters later on in the nineties, 
he meets Julie Walters backstage at a theatre play, just comes backstage like, hi, I'm I'm Stanley Kubrick. She's like, whoa, like I finally get to meet Stanley Kubrick. This is weird. Um, so what was unusual about it is that people have said he started to change a little bit um, and that he wasn't... His New York accent had softened quite a lot and he was a lot more anglicised. Um, that happens. Yeah, that happened. He lived in England at this point for like 30 years. Oh, more weird though. Canine teeth just grew, grew in yeah. inches. <laughs> yeah. um, but no one ever pointed that out. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> Everyone was fixated on the like slightly softened accent. Yeah. yeah. He was seen without his beard, so he'd shaved. So people were like, <laughs> not his like. Mm. Not, yeah, not yeah. his. Well, <laughs> it's funny you should say. Oh, for God's sake. Um, Every time I say something. There were rumours that he was um, of infidelity, mm. that he was cheating on his. Um, he has a German wife. Oh, he had a German wife. Um, he now has a German widow. Oh. I suppose because he's dead. Um, so yeah, all these rumors that he was like cheating, and he'd been working on eyes wide shut. So it was like maybe like sparking a lot of interest. Um, but in a London restaurant, um, a guy called Richard Franks, the butcher of Broadway, is a theatre critic, and he says he sees Kubrick rock up, and he's like, "Oh my god, it's it's Kubrick! Like he's been hidden away." Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kubrick is is in there with Conservative MP Fergus Montgomery. Boo! Yeah, boo, yeah. boo! Um, and um, a number of um, it just they're just described as gay young men. I guess in the nineties they would have been described a lot more vividly and homophobically. Mm-hmm. But basically, like Kubrick is seen in London hanging out with lots of on the basically on the gay scene okay. the fact that he's with a conservative mp confirms that in my eyes it's not the other way around yeah like yeah. he's got something to cover up um so yeah and he offers franks an exclusive interview and says i'll give you like this theater critic um just chase up with warner brothers and the whole evening he puts like the entire tab on the warner brothers account um so richard franks is richard franks yeah rich franks is like yeah i'm going to chase this up I really want this interview. So he gets in touch with Warner Brothers, um, who inform him that he could not possibly have met Stanley Kubrick that night. There's no possible way. Mm. Um, Joe Longthorne, who'd been promised a role in these films, he contacts Warner Brothers about this upcoming film. He's told that there's no possible way he could have talked to Stanley mm. Kubrick. It turns out that the man that they had actually met was a bloke called Alan Conway. Get in. <laughs> Get in. Um, who's just a British con man. <laughs> who Brilliant. doesn't look anything like Stanley Kubrick, doesn't have remotely near Stanley Kubrick's accent, and hasn't even seen every Stanley Kubrick film. <laughs> and um, what he yeah, what he would just do is pretend, say, "Oh, it's me, Stanley Kubrick," and people wouldn't know <laughs> to question him. I mean, yeah, and buy him. How meals, many people like, actually meals. know what Stanley Kubrick looks like? No. Yeah, and he been, like, and also like, how many people are confident to? Like, how many people are that sure of what it looks like to yeah. to mm-hmm. call out someone who is standing in front of you going, no, that's that's me, I'm, I'm Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Okay. It does get a bit dark, though, because okay. um, yes. Alan Conway, it turns out he had been, he, he is a gay gentleman, and it turns out he had been telling young gay men that, oh, I'm Stanley Kubrick and oh, you can be no. in my film if you sleep with me. No. Yeah, I know. We um, thought you were just a lovable rogue. No. It turns out we you were, were rooting for you. You were rooting for Alan Conway. Sex pest. Um, Sex abuser. He is, but the thing about so this is the the story of Alan um, Conway. Um, so the main thing to know is that Stanley Kubrick wasn't a recluse. He just didn't caught the public. Like people would routinely go around to his house for dinner, and he had like a large group yeah. of friends. Like he wasn't hiding from anyone. 
Um, but Alan Conway turns out um, was a serial like liar. He couldn't stop lying his entire <laughs> life. So how Alan, do we know if, if that's what he told you though? Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> for a starters, compulsive liar tells you they're a compulsive yeah, liar. Yeah, who you're supposed to trust? What if they tell you on opposite day though? Oh, so I many variables. I mean, I don't even know how this story's going to end anymore. Um, <laughs> so Alan Conway, it wasn't even his name. Like I, like, of course it wasn't. No. Why would it be? It was Eddie Allen Jablowski. Okay, yeah, I changed my name. Yeah, um, he was born in 1938. So he was two other Jablowskis. Yeah, two other Jablowskis. Uh, he was born in 1934, so he wasn't that far removed from Kubrick. You mean he was born in the same? <laughs> what? Other than in every metaphysical <laughs> well, sense. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, sorry. Age-wise, he okay. was about six years different, something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. They really if might they as well have been <laughs> Stanley Kubrick for all intents and purposes. Basically, both humans, both, both male. I assume yeah. they both had teeth and breathed oxygen. Well, they were both <laughs> Jewish. Okay. Well, um, that. The, seems anti-Semitic just going to put that out well I mean Jewish, for the next part the of the man. story it's important uh, okay. well it's not that kind of important um, yeah he was a Polish Jew who'd escaped the Nazis okay yeah only he wasn't that was a lie as oh well he made that up and used to tell people that um, he was just born in Whitechapel in London see now we don't believe you yeah, yeah no. I know you no know, I just don't believe you what's the what's the twist oh, the, the twist is really sad oh. <laughs> it just goes to another sad place actually sorry <laughs> Um, yeah, he just his entire life he'd just been kind of a bit of a criminal. He'd been at Barstow when he was a young man, and then he moved to South Africa, um, and he set up a travel agent, uh, but got run out of South Africa for shady That's business such a practices. Nice, yeah. yeah, to just fuck off to South Africa. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in the eighties, he'd left his wife and child, you know, wife and child, um, to like live his true life as a gay gentleman mm. and um is that going to burp off that <clears throat> no just, just sniff, can't breathe. um yeah and so he had a boyfriend uh, and then his boyfriend died of aids like during the oh. aids epidemic so he was kind of just like alone and freewheeling a little bit mm. he had a terrible terrible relationship with his son um I mean, yeah that makes sense so yeah um and Con- conway was an alcoholic it turns out as well hang on i've got a little note let me just double check what this is yeah. So don't say the alcoholic thing. Yeah. <laughs> really don't sensitive. mention it. It's not important. Um so actually he died just a few months before Stanley Kubrick died. I thought you were gonna say before this whole thing happened and he was a ghost the entire yeah. time. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a twist. That would be so good. Um so yeah, he died a few months before Kubrick died, and then this journalist started looking into him a bit more and interviewed his son Martin. Um why don't I have the journalist's name? Doesn't matter. I mean, it probably does matter. Fuck but you and all your hard work. It does to the journalist. Yeah, all your hard work. <laughs> um, so, like, basically, he interviewed the son, and the son was like, my dad was an abusive man, and he wasn't very good to me. Um, but when he collected his father's stuff and went through his notes, he'd found that even though he was sick and in Alcoholics Anonymous, you have to keep notes of, like, um, your real life to like forgive you know like be brutally honest with yourself mm. about what your alcoholism is doing to other people mm. and you discuss this in A&A with other people uh, and what he'd discovered is that his father even whilst in A&A lied about who he was endlessly right. and told people Fucking that he was <laughs> told people that he was a flamboyant businessman yes. from the Caymans I don't know if he always, said always say you're from the Caymans yeah. if you can say des- anywhere excuse me I'm a flamboyant businessman yeah, yeah. describe himself as flamboyant <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like, think, sure don't tell yeah. Yeah. I think 
a lot of these articles were wrote in the 90s so because he was gay he was yeah, automatically yeah. flamboyant um i would love it if he just stood there in like just like a plain black suit yeah. and you've yeah, been yeah. like i am a flamboyant <laughs> businessman yeah yeah i'm just holding up a sign like with in very small very like nondescript black font just, i'm flamboyant yeah flamboyant flamboyancy i've got flamboyancy signs but it just says flamboyant yes yeah um so in his will he did have a will uh and in it he left various monies around to just undisclosed men who were like perhaps lovers or perhaps just guys he knew mm. um but he left thirty thousand pounds to um someone who was listed as a former friend um and when his son looked into it it turned out that the former friend was actually owed thirty thousand pounds <laughs> thanks to one of conway's cons as stanley kubrick when he was alive Oh, so yeah. yeah, and his yeah. son had to pay off all his gambling debts. Is that how it works? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think I so. Have to make but... some phone calls about my own dad's oh, business yeah. affairs. If <laughs> yeah. so, I'll be back in a few minutes. But yeah, I. Uh, I don't know how I stumbled across that, but I was like, yeah, there was just a man who was just going around London. That is cool as shit. Yeah, I yeah. actually really enjoyed that. Yeah, thanks. Inter- like interesting that he wasn't even particularly like a fan of Kubrick yeah, Kubrick. yeah. Just, oh, like just a picked convincing him like, totally yeah. well he said that he would have these dreams where when he was telling people he was Kubrick he be- like fully believed that he was and that <laughs> he, that's, that's not an excuse he, he said he'd, he'd had these like fu- like Kubrick fugue states where he'd like <laughs> gone on holiday to places as Stanley Kubrick that his son was just like completely debunked and went he never ever went that way that, like there's no yeah. record of I him I suppose the lesson is like if we know someone is a pathological liar stop asking them to explain explain things. what's yeah. happened yeah. why do you keep doing this well allow me to uh, inform you <laughs> yeah. and and look don't let all those lies that I told before <laughs> fool you don't yeah. let them cloud your judgement I'm being honest on what this, this time. is yeah. the truth <laughs> So that was that's that's, that's your the boy, other Kubrick conspiracy. Oh, yeah, really like yeah. that. I'm actually like more likely to see a Kubrick film now. Now that I know that a man once impersonated him. Apparently, there's a film based on it where John Malkovich plays Alan Conway playing Stanley Kubrick. Oh my god, this is just too much. Yeah, that's too and, much. And he also in that other. Uh, this is where I'm being like, John Malkovich. Yes, yeah. that's the one I mean. <laughs> where every other actor is Malkovich. Yeah. yeah. So that's also kind of Inceptiony, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's, it's, that? It's, no, it can't be that. It's <laughs> it not that no one. Sense. Being Stanley Kubrick. I can't remember what it's called. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. 
Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right. What, what was just a recall? I the also day- have a story. It's called The Christmas the Aliens Didn't Come. But that name... I took from it has been lifted. the Atlantic, yeah. uh, which is which has written a story about the story that I'm going to tell. Fucking Excellent. Use, use words. Professional better. journalist, I see. Mm, yeah, professional <laughs> word user. Um, so, yes, for my tale, we head back to the halcyon days of the 1950s when mm-hmm. nothing was going wrong anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is 1954 and we find ourselves in like Michigan. One of the themes, mm. just to... You know, I want to say Michigan. To harken back to, uh, to, to when I was uh, when I was on yeah. this. One of the things that we used to get caught up in for absolutely no reason whatsoever was like US geography. Yeah. So I'd be like, oh, this story is in so-and-so. And then we'd spend a good 20 minutes being like, I think that's like West-ish. Like the the Midwest, I yeah. guess. I mean, you yeah, the just, Midwest. You could have just not said that. Is Michigan only checked? Yeah. So much easier. Not said it. Yeah. Or not spent fifteen minutes of it, as you can see. I'm gonna. I'm intent on doing the exact same thing now. Well, I think it's on podcast for ten minutes. Don't say where. Not even about geography. About talking about the meta. Yeah, Yeah. meta geography. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that was nasty. Crack one of. I think it's um, closer to the east coast. Fuck you, right? (laughs) (laughs) Are you at least certain this does take place in Michigan? Because you said you think. Well infer from that then that I'm not certain okay <laughs> uh, no no I'm certain that it did um, some of it took place in outer space so, so. okay yeah, that makes sense so that's also that's part of the that's yeah. part of our setting so does everything if you really think about it oh give me a sec <laughs> <laughs> um okay so no so mine is right it is um it's about a woman called Dorothy Martin mm-hmm. uh now Dorothy was a she was quite an early adherent of uh, Scientology. Oh, okay. She was very much into um, <laughs> what do they call it? Dianetics. Yeah. Dianetics. Yeah. She loved that. She also just fucking loved UFOs and stuff. She was very yeah. much into it. Um, and I think the fifties. I mean, you'll know this better than me. But like that. It was like were, a renaissance. Yeah, yeah. It was like Roswell crashes. Fifty-six. <laughs> I so don't know. People, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I've been getting a lot too there because she's going to have to check that. Increase your um, yeah frequency and pitch um so yes as you say there was culturally there was a little bit of a fascination Mm -hmm. with aliens and ufos and shit um and dorothy martin was no different uh so she to kind of get to the point because i forget the intro to this Mm -hmm. um basically dorothy martin started getting what she thought were kind of messages or that she was kind of being uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Possessed. Oh, okay. By aliens who yeah. were okay. using her as a vessel to communicate with people. Some lovely channeling. Earth. Presumably yeah. Yeah, to communicate okay. with like her and whoever would listen to her. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and and so the, the the kind of way these possessions kind of uh, manifested was was through um, what do they call it? Like, is it uh, also association writing or the, something like, like that? Automatic writing. Oh my writing. Yeah. Sorry, that's yeah. it. so. She started, and I'll 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 give you her description of how it happened. Right. So this this is Dorothy Martin in, in 1955 or 56, I think, afterwards, talking about effectively what what she would experience. I felt a kind of tingling or numbness in my arm, and my whole left arm felt warm, right up to the shoulder. Without knowing why, I picked up a pencil and pad that were lying on the table near my bed. My hand began to write in another handwriting. I looked at the handwriting, and it was strangely familiar, but I knew it was not my own. I realised that someone else was using my hand. (coughs) Which, first of all, reminds me of that um, weird, like, rumor that teenage boys tell each other where like if you sit on your hand for an hour and wank it feels like someone else is doing it yeah so like that was what what kind of flashed across my mind uh, as i was reading that but let's not (laughs) let's let's not not rule out the possibility that that she was being legitimately possessed Uh, by by an alien with no so these aliens they were they referred to themselves as the guardians yeah okay um which is i mean objectively quite cool good name good name solid (laughs) yeah and and it implies doesn't it that they're kind of benevolent yeah Yeah. which is always a worry yeah if you if you were channeling the enemies yeah. or yeah. the murderers, yeah. <laughs> we the come in peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but no, the seekers. Uh, no, not the seekers. That's the what I'm coming on to. Oh, okay. Uh, so, see, that worries me a bit more. Yeah, yeah. They sound more ominous, don't yeah. they? Mm. Um, so, Dorothy Martin starts getting these things. Um, she starts getting these possessions, and she starts writing down these messages. And um, uh, the the primary message that's coming through is. There's going to be a big fucking flood, Dorothy. Yeah. Mm. You best look out. So Dorothy, being the kind of good good citizen that she is, is like, well... Tells everyone. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm aware of the flood now, yeah. and I'm safe, but no one else does, so I best get out of there and start. So she starts spreading the message that on the 21st of December, 1954, a huge flood is going to kill... Like... I don't know if it was ever specified whether the flood was kind of confined to like Michigan, yeah, or area, it's like or like just a specific area of Michigan, yeah. So just like her a, house, yeah, just a really, really large. <laughs> don't flood. be on my house on the twenty first <laughs> yeah. of December. Yeah. That's why they were <laughs> going to flood. Her, her husband's um, in laws were like her husband's parents were coming on the twenty first. Yeah, so just uh, oh, that's no, total flood. coincidence. Yeah. Like, yeah, the aliens said I can't be here on that day. Um, so she starts getting these messages, and she kind of amasses a bit of a following because uh, people are like well you know she says she's being possessed mm-hmm. who am I to disbelieve her why wouldn't we believe her yeah okay. um, and like so little side note one of her her kind of primary follower uh, was a guy called Charles Laughhead oh, I was so ready for you to say Tom Cruise <laughs> Charles <laughs> Charles Laughhead uh, yeah it, it's spelled Laughhead but there's only one H like so maybe like Lafed, Lahid, but like we but don't do pronunciations Lafed? anyway. But there is a G, so yeah. it's like Lafed, Lafed, Lafed. Anyway, Charles Lafed. <laughs> <laughs> we butchered that. Sorry. The pronunciation podcast. Um, so yeah, Charles is like one of Deborah's most ardent supporters. Mm. Um, Chuck Laughhead. But <laughs> like, surely that's what people called him. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> Chuck is short for Charles, isn't it? Like, and it's Chuck like Chuckle. Forget it. Forget it. I got it. <laughs> no, I wanted you to just bask in how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was, bizarrely, uh, bear in mind, again, this is a guy who has devoted himself to following a woman who says she's being possessed and writing down the messages mm-hmm. of aliens with her arm. 
he was a staff doctor at uh, Michigan State University. Oh, that's time. good. And he was like, yeah, no, she seems absolutely This seems to bored. And so eventually... <laughs> There's no medical explanation for what's happening to her. <laughs> Funny voice, perhaps, Charles? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't you question my faith in... Margaret? Science. Yeah. Science. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot her name Charles already. is a man of science. And don't you ever dare respect <laughs> his credentials as such. Um, so, yeah, he was acting as a staff doctor, believe all this shit, so which, I mean, you know, not to kind of spoil where this is going, but those two things can't coexist really, I don't mm-hmm. think. No. So eventually he had to, um, there's a bit of a dispute whether he was sacked or whether he w- w- kind of had to resign, mm-hmm. but the reason for which was because thing, he was upsetting his students by sharing his beliefs <laughs> with them. So I love to think that he was supposed to be just teaching them about like how lungs work or something yeah. like actually important. And he's like, okay, but enough of this bullshit. Look, 21st of December, <laughs> huge flood, meet at Deborah Martin's house, and we're all going to get taken over by spaceships. I bet he was like, you could, you, the first thing you need to learn, guys, is signs of drowning. <laughs> <laughs> Why drowning, sir? Let me just tell you. Any other burns? No, don't learn about those. Yeah. <laughs> There's not going to be time well, for Well, we're going. People we don't, don't get burns. Yeah. Um, so... What I did allude to as I got a little bit carried away then was that the aliens weren't just like handing out warnings. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't just kind of negative Nellies no. giving out these dangerous it predictions. Like they were trying to be helpful. With no, yeah, exactly. So they had a solution, mm-hmm. which was just be outside on the 17th of December with all your acolytes and we'll just fucking pick you up. We've got oh, a lot of saucers. A lot of saucers are in the, in the area at that kind of time. So we'll just pick you up. We'll just stupid, yeah. <laughs> which. <laughs> fucking simple right yeah. Yeah. so Deborah tries to communicate that very simple message <laughs> to her followers what um, if you just happen to like just be out, step just... outside to get like your yeah. milk or your newspaper <laughs> or sorry sorry flood's coming for you yeah. okay. um, so yeah she, so she's like missing and, and this whole time she's getting possessions mm-hmm. quite often and they're all you know around this thing so it starts getting to the time, and at first they were like a very secretive group. Deborah and her uh, her kind of followers mm-hmm. they called themselves the Seekers. Uh, they were also known as the Brotherhood of the Seven Rays. That's um, a good name. And yeah, so they were in. <laughs> it does say here actually that it's in the Midwest. Everything I think in America is in the Midwest. It and is it's not yeah. New York, California, or Florida. LA, yeah. I do think it's actually closer to the East Coast. Let's so. let's not get into this. <laughs> yeah. We could do 10 minutes on it if, yeah. if everyone wants. <laughs> yeah. At the end, let's do 10 minutes at the end. <laughs> um, so, look, we've reached the point right. in my story where <laughs> Something's got the to notes give. that I wrote down have, <laughs> have stopped to exist. Okay. Um, in fact, to honour Deborah, I might just like leave my hand loose and see what, just see what happens <laughs> next. That can be the end of the yeah. story. Um, but no, so basically what happened was they were like, they were told to be outside on the 17th mm-hmm. and they would be picked up by a flying saucer or several, depending on how many people she could yeah, yeah. Um And so they were. And so the 17th kind of rolled around and they were told, four o'clock, be outside, picking you up. And four o'clock, surprisingly, okay. there were no flying saucers. Um, I love the idea of walking late. around like, okay, do we need a flying saucer XL? <laughs> do we need two flying yeah. saucers? Do you guys <laughs> want to catch the next one? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I would like to think so. Um, so that was the, so the twenty first is when they're told seventeenth they were like be outside. And one of the there were a few conditions. There were a few things like you know make sure you've done this. The main thing was like don't have any metal 
on you. That seems take yeah. off all your metal. And because there's no metal involved, you know there's some level of science yes, there. Like a, there's a magnet involved. Oh. Yeah. And of course, these aliens who've mastered like travel across yeah. universes. Um, yeah, their, their systems are completely fucked up. Defeated by, by metal. Any yeah. metal. It's like how the Doctor <laughs> Sonic screwdriver doesn't work on wood. Yeah, no, yeah, right. and it's a bit like that you know, War of the Worlds, where like all of humanity's combined technological prowess can't bring down these things, and it's just like bacteria kill them in the end. Yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. the, I, this is all that is like a wood, a metal spoon would have fucked up their whole shit mm-hmm. if the yeah. if it had not been taken off their person. Um, so shockingly, yeah, four o'clock, the aliens don't turn up. Mm. Um, everyone waits around for about an hour and a half, oh. which is like a bit longer than you'd wait for a taxi. Um, yeah. So like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, with, I'm with an hour and a half. I think maybe an hour and a half is not long enough to decide you're going to throw out your entire belief system. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no, what I believed in. On the other in, hand, they said they were coming at four, not 5.30. Exactly. That yeah. is true, and yeah. And like wizards, um, aliens uh, don't. Never late. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they only get there whenever they want. <laughs> that's what Gandalf <laughs> says. I call you when I want. Verbatim, <laughs> that's what he said. Shut up, Frodo, you prick. You don't even want to watch. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, so, but they weren't deterred by no. this. So, I mean, what, like, they all started going to the emboldened. Five. Yeah, if anything. Um, Dorothy Martin just silently went into the kitchen uh, at about half five, and then gradually her followers just started to kind of follow her in mm-hmm. from there. But Wait, do we know how many people this was? Did you not, say? not loads at first. Okay. Like they were quite. So they're all fitting in the kitchen comfortably. Quite possibly, mm-hmm. okay. yeah, yeah. It's like a neighborhood watch meeting. Kind okay, of thing, yeah. I'd imagine it's that kind of scale at this point. Um, so, but like the, a bit of publicity started to kind of build up about this. You know, people mm-hmm. are are hearing that aliens are going to come and save everyone from a great flood, and quite understandably, they're a bit like, "I'd like to hear more about this." Yes. <laughs> um, and basically, word gets out that. Deborah, uh, Dorothy, not Deborah, has received another transmission, mm-hmm. and and it's actually it's all just false alarm. That's yeah. actually, we'll just be outside on the twenty first. We're just around the corner, and then they'll then they'll they'll, they'll come get us. Yeah, um, and now to skip forward a little bit, that happened a couple more times. Yeah. <laughs> a couple more times they they were told to be Contracts. there at a time. They were all there, yeah. and kind of increasing numbers of people are coming each time. That's weird that yeah. more people yeah. are getting convinced. Like like, yeah. No. Well, they yeah. wouldn't lie this many times. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah. All these people being ghosted by you know, these aliens. Ghosted by aliens. Yeah, yeah. It just makes the love more intense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so they got to like the kind of third time that this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and and by this point, a group of researchers had like heard about what was going on, mm-hmm. um, and they were really intrigued to see. I mean. Weirdly, the researchers were betting on the aliens never turning up. Yeah. Um, so they were like, well, it's going to be interesting to see what these people who've really committed to this belief system do when, you know, they have a, a solid kind of deadline mm-hmm. for it to be disproved by and what happens after. Yeah. Yeah. And so these researchers kind of like just started <coughs> hanging right. around. With, well, could um, be a bit of a metaphor for what's, what's happening at the moment. Oh, God. <laughs> deadlines <laughs> just... Oh, you could, I mean, sell that to like Bill Maher if he starts doing a UK yeah. late night show if you want, but save it from this place. Um, so the 21st comes, um, and by this point, a number of researchers have like kind of embedded themselves within mm-hmm. this group, um, and they've started writing a book on it, which um, for anyone who's interested in hearing a, a, a well-told version of this story, um, I would read When Prophecy Fails um, by Leon Festinger, Harry, Henry, 
Raken and Stanley Schachter, which was published in 1956. Um, and essentially, the, the theory of um, cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. mm. was built around this study oh, and these that's events. That's pretty interesting. Um, it, so, yeah, it's well worth a read. Um, that's all the, like... Useful, informative stuff. I'm not going to talk any more about that. No. Obviously, <laughs> what I thought we might do is um, role play out a conversation between a reporter and um, Dorothy Martin, which happened after the aliens failed to show up for like the fifth time. So, effectively, after a number of um, no shows, and as more and more people have become aware that there were these people who were saying aliens are going to come pick us up, um, like the local press got involved. Um, and so the final like the, the the kind of the the culmination of all this mm-hmm. was on Christmas Eve nineteen fifty four. Um the best Christmas present. Absolutely, yeah, being taken away by aliens. Um uh, so Wait, how did it come to Christmas Eve? Wasn't it like the twenty first? This was all So the twenty first. Every single day. Yeah. Was, yeah. But the, okay. the aliens were just doing like, you know, a practice test run oh, on the twenty first. Yeah. So then it got put back to the twenty fourth. Um and on the 24th, a small group of people gathered outside um, Dorothy's house, which is in Illinois. Illinois? Illinois, Illinois that's how you say it. Illinois? Why does it... Well, I was more confused because it, it says that O-I-S. there, and yeah. it says Michigan everywhere else. Michi- is Illinois Michigan? Michigan and Illinois next to each other, aren't they? <laughs> Are they next Illinois to each other? Illinois state, yeah, Michigan. Well... Michigan's a state as well. It isn't. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Illinois state, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yes, Illinois yeah, state. Yeah, I would have guessed Guys, so. how, how... <laughs> Yeah, Chicago, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, hello, Don't. welcome to Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Illinois. He sounded like Edna Mode. <laughs> <laughs> so, and now that we're done laughing at me for not being able to say things. <laughs> that was like, that was worse than Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> I didn't say that, did I? Yes. No, I said Don Quixote, and everyone was like, "Yeah, Don Quixote." You more, and I was like, I, I, "Look, I've, I've found all these words in isolation <laughs> on screens and in books. No one told me them." Jesus uh, Christ. Okay, so so after all this waiting and all this waiting and all this kind of continuous like bigging up of no, no, the aliens are definitely mm-hmm. coming. They've told me they're definitely coming, um, including to newspapers. Um, the twenty fourth came, and obviously nothing happened and they waited outside for hours and hours and hours this time um but there had been so many other people there who hadn't come to be pa- taken by aliens they just lucky to watch lose. these nutters yeah. who were who had come to be taken by oh, aliens. yeah i mean you would mm-hmm. I'd be yeah there in heartbeat. and this is the 50s so there was much less on tv at this point yeah, oh, yeah definitely not yeah. A lot of, it's like that and like electric chair those are your yeah. <laughs> t-forms of entertainment <laughs> <laughs> the two genders I believe. Yes. um so effectively after the Christmas Eve debacle, um, they have been reduced to like a laughing stock, uh, uh, as if they weren't already. Yeah. I guess um, you'd just be like, "Oh, no, I mean, next, next, next year, Christmas, yeah. Christmas yeah. yeah, yeah, doing the old um, Aztec trick of like, no, not that 2012." Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what came from this? I think the best thing to come from all this is this transcript of a conversation between a local journalist um, and Deborah. Uh, is it Deborah or is it just one of the groups? Um, oh no, sorry, it's it's between Charles Laughhead, yeah, <laughs> who was given a pseudonym in the book that they wrote mm. about this. So this is a conversation between the journalist and um, wait, so is Laugh- Charles Laughhead Armstrong? Uh, yes, okay. yeah, that's the pseudonym they gave him. Yeah, for, yeah. For, yeah. Um, which, okay. which which so the conversation went as follows. 
Dr. Armstrong, I wanted to talk to you with reference to this business about, you know, you're calling the paper to say you were going to be picked up at six o'clock this evening. I just wanted to find out exactly what happened. Didn't you say they'd sent a message that you should be packed and waiting at 6pm Christmas Eve? No. Uh, no, I- I'm sorry, weren't the spacemen supposed to pick you up at 6pm? Well, there was, a, there was a spaceman in the crowd with a, with a helmet and a, a white gown and, and whatnot. There was a spaceman <laughs> in the crowd. I mean, well, it was, it was hard to tell. Uh, of course, at, at the last when we, when we broke up, there was, evidently there had been a spaceman there uh, because he had a, a space helmet and a white gown. And what did he say? Did you talk to no, him? No, I, I, didn't, I didn't talk to him. Didn't you say you were going to be picked up by the spacemen? No. <laughs> well, what were you waiting out in the street for, singing carols? Well, we, 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 we went to sing Christmas carols. Oh, you just went to sing Christmas carols? Yes, and, and if anything happened, well, that's, that's, that's all right, you know? We, we live from, from one moment to another. Some very strange things have happened to us, and... But, but you didn't expect or hope to be picked up by the spacemen, as I understand we, it. We were willing. Uh... Well, how do you account for the fact that they, they didn't pick you up? Well, as I told one of the other newsboys, I didn't think a spaceman would feel very welcome there in that crowd. Oh, a spaceman wouldn't have felt welcome there. No, no, I, I don't think so. Of course, there may have been some spacemen there in, um, in disguise. Uh, we, we couldn't see. I, I think that's actually quite possible. <laughs> <That's>, okay. <laughs> there we go. Uh, which eat, eat your hats at the Mercury Theatre. <laughs> like I felt like I'd done some odd calls as a journalist, but I have absolutely yeah. not. That's 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 I a like great call to have to make. There was a spaceman in the crowd. And he knew that for certain. certain. And oh, by yeah. the end, we, we couldn't have we known if there was a spaceman well, like, in the crowd. Who he was are we in disguise. to say if there was a spaceman Perhaps, uh, in the crowd? The I mean, teaching yeah. doctor shouldn't be quite so. Suspicious of men in white coats. <laughs> you mean spacemen? <laughs> yeah, spacemen. They were just these co- former colleagues <laughs> who were turned up to laugh at him. These men, these spacemen came to try and put me in a van and take me away. Um, they, they were all in white coats. So, like, Excellent. there is really no other end to the story than that. Like, Deborah, no, she's not called Deborah. Stop calling her that. Mm-hmm. Dorothy. Dorothy. You've like, used those names interchangeably throughout. Yeah, so just so everyone knows, Deborah and Dorothy, they're they the are same woman. Yes. They're the yeah. same person. I was okay. about to say, yes, yeah, she's called Deborah. That's, that's her name. They're just, I'm, look, I'm just keeping you all. Oh, no, so this is not the first time yeah. Ethan has used the wrong name consistently throughout an episode. Oh, that, was, that was also a thing that I did before. This yeah. is, see, it was all just a big like callback joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything I've yeah. done today yeah. has not Forms been like just a, a perfect example of, of ill preparedness it's actually all been well thought out yeah. Yeah. comedy yeah. spin yeah. it so if you didn't get it it's your it's own fault yeah. Yeah. you you're idiots you're the dumb ones yeah my dad made a really bad joke to me the other day like literally just didn't even make sense and I didn't laugh at it and he was legitimately like god you're just not funny are you you're just not funny <laughs> you've always been miserable you're just like your mother <laughs> oh my can like, you remember what the joke was, was like, oh. it's not my fault that your joke <laughs> was so bad. You can't blame. It's like Dave Chappelle. He's like, you yeah. can't be a comedian in this. Yeah, this it's, it's, it's Ricky Gervais just increasingly just yeah. screaming oh. at the audience like, I'm funny, you don't get it. That's like, good. That's, that's my dad. I enjoyed that story. I particularly enjoyed... Wait, we should do more... What record- happened to Dorothy Deborah? She just kept believing it. Huh. What, for a whole life? <laughs> I mean, as far as we know. Yeah. When was this? Like- 1956. Four and there's the she, the report the she? the book was published in 1956. So they, mm-hmm. they kept they spent a bit of time over afterwards and studied like how people tried to reconcile their like 
sincerely held beliefs that aliens were going to come with the extremely real reality the aliens didn't come yeah. um, which, which unless is, they did and they were there in the crowd in disguise I mean it seems to me quite <laughs> quite yeah. clear really that the spacemen were there yeah um, in the white coats yeah and yeah. you know really the real aliens were the friends we made right along the way, way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we have any corrections that was a good story yeah. I particularly can enjoyed I, the reading oh go on can I correct my presence here <laughs> by leaving <laughs> Um, so you did mention this later on, but I'm going to assume that that sex one, what Stanley Kubrick did, I couldn't speak then, but you yeah. know what I meant. It was eyes, um, eyes wide I, yeah, shut? Yeah, I assume yeah. you meant eyes wide shut with Nicole Kidman and a tiny creepy farmer husband. Mm-hmm. Um, the Scientologist Tom Cruise. Is, oh. Absolutely came for him. Absolutely <laughs> came for him and did not miss. Do you Tom know he's Cruise, got Chuck. one one tooth right in the middle? Yeah. yeah. Uh, did weird. you? <laughs> This like that baby from uh, Futurama. Is it Futurama? No, the Simpsons. No, it's not just like one tooth. <laughs> I know, just, I know the one eyebrowed no. baby. You mean, but it's not just one tooth. tooth. He's te- his teeth aren't like. Oh, shit! I hit the mic. He has one big tooth in the middle. <laughs> it's yeah. just all a big tooth. It. Google all it. Around. Google yeah, it's it. just like a bar. Um, this might not be true, so feel free to just cut it out. But I heard they had that done, like, surgically. That's like, his teeth were correct, and then he had that done. Yeah, I don't think it's libelous. He, he, so. had, he had braces, so it might have ended up that way. Yeah, but I don't think yeah, his goal was, like, make my teeth asymmetrical. I wouldn't <laughs> We're in for, like, what's that whole, like that thing that, like, tech people love now, where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah I go in and get, like, a chip planted in my arm, and it lets me, like, swipe my bus pass. <laughs> this is bioengineering like, himself. Just him, but, like, for, I just want to. Of a single huge <laughs> tooth. <laughs> 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 had like pretty horrendous teeth. And then. Mm. Yeah. Like Tom Cruise's whole career has just been about just he collecting the team. money to just yeah. get that but one weird ha- right, tooth transplant. <laughs> if you have that much money, if you're having surgery to correct your teeth anyway, how do you end up with a centre tooth yeah, and then just go, oh yeah. You correct them it. properly. Oh. Yeah. Can we confirm what we mean by centre tooth? So, yeah, just you know, like, you're, you've got we'll two front teeth. The he's got normal teeth. He's got okay, one front tooth. Hold on. Okay. So, yeah, he's not got two up front teeth together. The tooth, he's got one tooth that's in the middle of his mouth. And, and is it bigger comes. than... Does <laughs> yeah, it, okay, it's like that. Does it... Oh, no. Aw, it's less funny than I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll put that on the Obviously, because you thought it was <sighs> one, right. just one lone tooth. <laughs> I really thought that. Uh, I'd just been watching um, Tom Cruise films. Are there films, any like, other corrections? Not intently enough. Because um, we're, we are losing the movie, it. <laughs> <laughs> the movie in which John Malkovich plays Alan Conway. Was it Conway or Conways? I've accidentally... Conway. Con- Conway's, yeah. but I think that was typo. You mean yeah. Deborah Conway? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, Dorothy Conway. Um, pretending to be Stanley Kubrick is called Colour Me Kubrick. The Roswell mm. UFO incident was 47. No, was way And off. Michigan is apparently a Midwest state, but also closer to the East Coast. I don't want to talk about crazy. it. Crazy. Absolutely Me crazy. Either. So, that was that bit of the podcast where yeah. we forget what we've done wrong. Uh, well, thanks. Was it is there other bits? Of no, we just podcast. end now. Well, well, we should do thank you. Yeah, well, yeah, we do thank you. So thank you for Ethan for covering for Robin today. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely my pleasure. It was good to have you back. <laughs> absolutely not the listeners' pleasure. <laughs> uh, thank you for to producer Jada, who does all the Cheers. technical stuff and the Instagram. Thank you to the listener. Um, you can follow us at Here's a Crazy Story on Twitter and on Instagram. It's the same address at Here's a Crazy Story. You if it's not, you'll find it. Oh, you can't follow us on Twitter. Sorry, no. no, you can't do that. But you can follow us at The Overtake yeah. on Twitter and, and everywhere else. Yeah, you can support us by giving us a little bit of cash mm-hmm. on Patreon at Patreon forward slash The Overtake. Yes. That's everything. Do we have 
We have Is steady to now too, don't we? But I don't know the URL. No, I don't know the URL either. Okay, just support us on Patreon. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Formal goodbye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.